The biggest thing is giving other people the microphone. If you wanna build a movement that has strong foundations, don't make it about you, make it about the vision that you're going through. And so you might be the face of it, you might be like the forefront of it, of course, obviously, if you're the one leading most of the things, but as much as possible in Freedom Queen, I'm always looking for ways of how can I make the other people in the community feel like they're the ones leading it. Welcome to She Leads First, a podcast for female entrepreneurs who are ready to build a brand that will become a revenue generating machine. Hey guys, I'm Emily Sincata, a brand and business strategist with years of experience in both marketing and online product development. Each week, myself and my guests are going to share our own experiences and knowledge with you so that you can figure out exactly what about your brand is going to keep people coming back for more. You'll leave this podcast equipped with the confidence to tackle those big goals that are going to scale the impact of your brand and your bank account. It's time for you to embody that CEO energy and start leading first. After all, you're building more than just a business. You are building a movement. I am so excited to introduce you to today's guest and today's topic because what we are diving into has the power to completely transform the way you look at building your community, building your offers, and how you approach your business when it comes to being in the online space. Today's guest is the one, the only, the amazing Bridget Ling. And if you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Bridget before, in 2020, Bridget quit her job in New York City as a dancer where she was making 50K a year, deciding to travel the world. And through her travel, she ended up building a million dollar movement, which don't worry, we're going to get into all the backstory today. Two years post quitting her job in 2020, she started making those 50K years that she had as a dancer. Well, she started making 50K a month just two years after starting her business. She also began hosting retreats around the world. Oh my gosh, the dream, you guys. And not only, but she also scaled her business to $1 million. Today, she's obsessed with building iconic movements. She's obsessed with selling services and helping women become industry leaders in what they do. I can't wait for you guys to learn from Bridget and all of her wisdom that she shared in this episode. Building a movement from your brand, like I said, will completely transform the way you do business. So without further ado, let's dive in. Hello, Bridget. How are you doing? Welcome to the show. I'm so good. I'm so pumped. I am so excited that you are here. I have been watching you on social media and you have been pulling to the forefront of your marketing lately, this conversation around building a movement. And I am so excited to see you bringing this topic forward because it's something that I feel like a lot of successful online entrepreneurs are doing, even if they don't know that they're doing it, but so few people are talking about it. So as soon as I saw that you were, I was like, I got to get her on the podcast. I got to get her to talk about this. So before we dive into all the goodness of building a movement and what that means to you, I would love if you could just introduce yourself to everybody who may not know you yet. Who are you and what do you do? What are you all about? Well, this is amazing. I'm excited to nerd out on movements because I just geek out on this stuff. But I'm Bridget James Ling. I live in Mexico right now and travel the world. And my gist is in 2020, I was working this job in New York City. I left that job couldn't stand it, booked a trip to Costa Rica, fell in love, never returned to New York, and have scaled the business to where it is today. So 
that's me. Now I'm living in Mexico and I'm just happy to be here. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. I didn't know you were from, are you from New York? Is that where you grew up? No, I grew up in Baltimore, Maryland, but I lived in New York after college and worked there for like three, four years. So you're used to the cold. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that you've landed somewhere warm and beautiful. And it makes all of this conversation even more contextually exciting because I know a lot of people would love to do that as well. So let's dive into movements. Can you tell us, like, just open this up for us? Because I know it's a bit of a big conversation, but what does building a movement mean to you? And why is this such an important piece of the conversation right now? I didn't even realize I was doing it at first when I initially started my business, but I felt like I always had led business through a different lens. Like when I started, I never wanted to be like a coach. I wasn't like, I just want to, you know, make an offer, sell an offer and be done. I always envisioned it being something bigger. And I have always loved studying like great leaders of the world and these people that are able to cast a vision for others and then bring people apart of a community and then take them on a journey. Like, literally to move, to move someone, whether it's through an identity shift or a calling or step into their other level. And from the beginning, Emily, just from marketing, I was just talking about like, join the movement, join the community, join the team. Like we're a family, this is home. And I started to realize over time that something different was happening than maybe what other people were doing at the time. That was one of the questions I had for you. So I'm so glad that you already started to step step into that and answer this a little bit. But it was the question of, was this an intentional piece of like, oh, this kind of feels like there's a movement building here. I'm going to feed into this. Or was it something where you woke up one day and you were like, holy crap, I've built a movement. What was the journey that brought us to where we are now? Well, definitely both. Like sometimes I'm in pure denial. Sometimes I'm literally like, I just still do Facebook lives and this is Freedom Queen and this is cool. Hi guys. And then sometimes I'm like, oh my God, what is this thing that that has been birthed and created? But in 2021, I became really fascinated with people like Russell Brunson and people that like they sell something like Russell sells a software, but what he really sells is become a funnel hacker. And I just started watching what he does, where he indoctrinates people in his community and he helps you cast a vision for yourself and become something bigger than just whatever the thing is that you're selling. And I was like, I want to do that. I don't want to just be known for one thing that I sell. I want to be known for something bigger and help people find that within themselves. So it was a mixture of both of like, I think naturally, just the way I was raised is to build movements and bring people together. My mom was very community oriented. Like we always had people over our house and we were, it was like the home space. So I've always had that in within me. And then this piece of just taking people to another level was just something I added on from watching other people and what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, Russell Brunson is such a good example of that, but I love having more of a almost feminine lens to this conversation now and getting to talk to you about this because anybody who has read Russell Brunson's books knows that he's a very like masculine style marketer, which is great. And we need that structure and we need that level of understanding and like step-by-step here's how you do this. But building a movement often is, it's a little bit intangible. 
I would say. Like there's this feeling of an essence of what we're doing versus it's just something you write down on a piece of paper. Do you want to join this movement? Yes or no. Like it's, <laughs> There's almost a feminine quality to it of, of embodiment. How do you think about your movement that you've created? Can you put into words what it is and what people are working towards together when they're with you? Oh, last night I was talking to my boyfriend about this and I said, what is the next level for Freedom Queen? And it wasn't like, you know, we're going to do conferences or write books and those are pieces of it, but it's not that. It's like I envision women coming together and like walking together. Like this is so out there, but this is what I envision. I envision women walking together, stepping into a level of their own, whatever it is, creating their own movements, creating their own businesses where they're, they're just pioneers. It's like, this is going to sound even more out there, but it's like they live in a realm of magic where absolutely anything is possible. It's like they have an idea and they just go forth, take action, move, and then it happens because that's been my experience of scaling my own business. Yes, I have strategy and foundations and I know marketing and things like that. But the real essence of Freedom Queen is that you get an idea, no matter how ridiculous it sounds, you take action and you make it happen. And so I, I get it a, a lot. People are like, what are you doing on your lives when you're talking to people or when you're leading a workshop or whatever? Like, they're always like, I feel like you're sucking me into the screen. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. I'm literally so tapped and tuned into God and like energetics. And I'm just like, this is, this is like just a bigger, a bigger thing than just let me go online, sell the thing, check the box and sign off. Yeah. When did that drop in for you? Was that a a purpose that you had in your business from day one? I think so. I believe that business is a very supernatural thing. I've always been very interested in like the energetics behind business, the embodiment. I have my whole background in dance. I have my degree in dance and performance. And so I've always been tapped into the body and energetics. And I just said always believe that anything is possible. I've just believed that it, that I can do this and take an action every day. So I think it's always been there since day one, but it definitely, I was not as confident as I am today for sure. I used to be extremely insecure and afraid to show up on the internet. Ooh, let's talk a little bit about that because I know a lot of people can resonate with that, that feeling of being insecure to show up, especially in the beginning, especially when you don't know what your movement is yet or what your purpose is yet, or you're still clarifying what your business is. What did the early days of stepping into this online space look like for you? And was there a transition out of a previous career? I know you said dance into this. And can you bring us behind the scenes a little bit of what that transition was like? Oh my gosh. So when I lived in New York City, that was my dream job. Dancing in New York, teaching in New York, managing a dance company, did all the whole thing, loved it until I hated it. And I was like, why am I doing this? I want to work for myself. And at the same time, I had got connected with a network marketing person and she was also a life coach. She's my first coach and she really helped change my life. I was like the first investment, it was like $800. And I thought, oh my God, $800. Yeah. Like, this is so <laughs> so much. And anyway, so I started doing network marketing with her and I was absolutely atrocious. Like, I was awful. I called it my subway business. And I would like in between stops on the subway when you got connection is when I would like try and send someone a cold DM and they would block me. And I was like, this is not working. (laughs) Like nobody likes me. I would try and make content and it was 
awful. Like everything was just bad, but I did that for three years. And on my third year of failing at internet marketing, selling products, I finally started to get it. And by this was really like 2019 going into 2020, I had started to my internet, like that business started to almost replace my salary. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I can do this. Like there's something about this. But I remember my coach the first time, Emily, she was like, you have to go live on Instagram. And I was like, you got to be kidding. You're out of your mind. I will not go live on Instagram. And she's like, you have to. I'm like, okay, I'm going to go live on Instagram. And I'll never (laughs) forget. I went back to my apartment on the Upper East Side and I had a turtleneck because like even right now when I get excited, like I, I turn red. But I was nervous. So I'm like in the corner of my apartment in the Upper East Side. And I don't want my roommates to hear me. And I have a turtleneck up to here. So no one can see that I'm like breaking out in hives. I have a blazer on. And I'm like, I go press go live. And I'm like, hi, everyone. And I just, (laughs) I remember, vividly remember that moment being so terrified. And to think back to then, like, thank God that that my coach at that time was like, Bridget James Lang, you have to go live right now. And even though I was so afraid, I'm so glad that I did that anyways. Oh my gosh. It's so funny to think back now that we've put in the reps and we've done it and we've learned like, okay, it's it's actually not scary to go live on Instagram, but to think back to how terrifying it was the first couple times. I remember a similar experience, my first business coaching program. They're like, you got to do it. And I, I didn't do it. Like I just didn't, everybody was like, you have to do it. And I was like, I'm not going to do it. And I watched everyone else do it. And guess whose personal training business didn't take off? (laughs) It was this girl's. So go live, you guys, push through it. But it is terrifying at first. So you're not alone, anyone who's listening. If you're in that experience, if you're in that place right now, but you got to push through. Hives or no hives, wear the turtleneck, wear the blazer. So you pushed through, you went live for the first time. At what point does move and manifest? I believe that's Mm -hmm. where it started, correct? When does that step into the equation? In 2020, when you know what was going on, I was like, something's got to change. My, My income started to, my online income started to replace my salary. And I was like, I think I can do this. Like, I think I can leave. So I hired my, that same life coach again. And I was like, we're we're quitting the job. I don't need you to tell me just, just like, hold me accountable. I'm quitting this job. And by two months later, I'd quit the job. And I was, I was like filling my time with freelancing for other coaches, answering questions, like an ask Amy for nutrition blog, teaching fitness, selling my supplements and coaching them. And then I was, I had got this idea of, okay, I want to help people who are ambitious start their own entrepreneurship. Like anyone that's an entrepreneur, I wanted them to help help them step into it more. So in the beginning, it was just like, I'm going to help you with your website. I'm going to help you start posting on social media. So it was a lot of like tactical little things, like get the business up and running. And at the same time of doing all these things, like gig economy, I launched Move and Manifest and it was a membership. And you could come weekly to these classes for entrepreneurs who wanted to use embodiment and action to grow their business. So I would teach them like this embodiment dance choreography. And then at the end, I would talk about, okay, what are the next steps that you're going to do to grow your business? At the end of the class, I would say, if you wanted to work with me privately, just send me a message. And I like really soft launched this. Like no one really knew that much. It was like my coworkers, my old college roommates, my mom, people coming to these sessions, but it helped me build the 
the belief in myself that it worked because people started making money and they got their, they got clients. And I was like, okay, I'm, I'm to something here, but I didn't actually launch it until January of 2021 when I realized like, okay, I actually want this to be a real business, not just some side hustle thing that I'm doing for fun. Right. Is that membership still around today? No, it's not. But I actually had completely forgotten about it. And I was reflecting on the membership that we have today. And I was like, oh, my God, the first thing I ever really did was a membership. This is this is hilarious that it's like our membership is one of the biggest things in our product suite now. Oh, my gosh. So what is the membership you have today? The current membership is the make money membership. And inside of it, I teach you actions to make money, both in the embodiment side, which we're actually bringing a lot back into the curriculum. And then also just the actions, like what to post, what to say on social media, how to sell. Oh, I love that you're pulling a little bit more of that core back into it. I've been reflecting in my own business how as I I deepen things now, I am also finding myself going back to where I started, which I feel like is just such permission granted for anybody who's in those earlier stages right now of you're probably on the right track. Like you're probably starting exactly where you need to be starting. And so don't second guess it. And that is what I wanted to just pull out of what you shared with us that I think is so beautiful of you got started with something that was so embodied for you, which was combining the piece of dance with the piece of business that you felt comfortable starting at. And it was more than enough. It probably felt so naturally you to be on those lives and doing that, I would imagine. Yes. I, you know, I never started with like make six figures. I was just like, hi, are you an entrepreneur? <laughs> do you want to be more confident and start getting customers? Cause I know how to do that. And I was so confident in just that. And it's funny this year, we actually brought back the move and manifest certification program. And it's one of the most successful programs this year. And it was all about dance and choreography for entrepreneurs. So I, I love that you're pulling that out too. It's like just everything's such so full circle. I think that's so cool to see the full circle moments are what we live for in business. So As this movement grows, what do you see our role or your role being as the facilitator of this movement in our business? How do we stand as the leader of something that is also bigger than us? How do you see your role and how do you navigate that? The biggest thing is giving other people the microphone. If you want to build a movement that has strong foundations, don't make it about you, make it about the vision that you're going through. And so you might be the face of it. You might be like the forefront of it, of course, obviously, if you're the one leading most of the things, but as much as possible in Freedom Queen, I'm always looking for ways of how can I make the other people in the community feel like they're the ones leading it, whether they're leading an accountability call, or they're the ones sharing in our groups or on a mass, I mean, even down to like in a mastermind call, it's not just come Bridget knows all be all answer, you know, ask her questions, but it's a mastermind. So there's just little ways of like celebrating people. We had an award ceremony, giving other people the mic and, and allowing them to, to cast the vision for each other, like having them become friends inside of the community itself. But again, we're all moving towards that shared vision. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be like the vision is X. It could just be like a feeling and energy that like what we were talking about earlier, the more feminine side of building a movement. Yeah. 
That made me think of a question in the sense of obviously inside your paid communities, there's ways to connect people and make them feel a part of whatever it is that you're doing together of what the movement is. I'm curious how you are able to or how you try to extend the feeling of the movement through to even things like social media, because I would imagine that's where most of it, if not all of it begins. I'm a big community nerd. And I know that's not for everyone and not everyone likes scaling that way. But when I'm connected, like this call, like talking to people, this is what lights my soul on fire. And so doing lives for me work really well. Like I can just go live and start building relationships like that, like talking to people, hearing about their vision. And so really simple, practical way is just going live, but not just going live to tell a story, but going live to actually get to know the people in the audience. So saying their names, learning about them, like genuinely taking the time to learn everybody that's on a live with you. Like I'll go live on TikTok and I know all of the people that always come to my TikTok lives, like what they do and where they live and who they are. Because I I just think that a lot of people are doing like the pirate ship business, go make money versus if they took the time to genuinely put that to the side money and just built community and relationships first, they would never have to worry about money again. And so I know it's not for everyone, but I love people. Like I'm not a passive income girly. I'm like, get me on the call. Like I want to be on the Zoom call today, tomorrow. (laughs) Now, obviously boundaries and scalability, of course, but like I want to be in the community with everyone that's there. I love that. And I know that there's people who resonate so deeply with that too, even at the same time of passive income being so attractive. I think sometimes when people step into that model, they're like, well, wait a minute. Like I want to talk to people. I'm missing that aspect of it. So I think it's really cool and a change of pace almost from the dominant narrative online to say like, well, I want to be online with people. I like (laughs) being there. I want you to pause for a moment on something you just said, which I've seen you share online a little bit more. So I know a little bit more context, but you said building the pirate ship business. Can -hmm. you expand on that and what that means to you? Yeah. So pirate ship business, I imagine it's like, I have to give reference to Dan Kennedy, someone I studied a long time ago. He talked about this. So in my vision, it's you launch a course, you launch a coaching program. Amazing. You do a whatever X launch. Okay, you bring in the money to the business, you use the money, whether it's on your team or whatever, but then you have to go out and do it again. And a lot of people are doing that. And I think that that's fine to a certain extent, as long as you, you're aware of that that's what you're doing. But not a lot of people are even aware that they're selling that way versus the other way of building in more recurring income, whether it's continuity plans or membership styles or different subscriptions other like I just I really really recommend everyone start looking for just even one way to add a more recurring income to your product suite because it's so much better on your nervous system lord have mercy because then you're just going in every month you're like okay I got x amount of money awesome I'm solid let's build on top of that versus starting from zero or wherever every single month Oh my gosh, yes. That piece of safety is so integral to really making the long-term decisions in your business. I feel like when we don't have it, that's when people start to get a little bit frantic and then it gets even more grabby because it's like, well, I need this now. But then you get stuck almost in tunnel vision where you can't zoom out and let your business grow. And then it gets really hard to do things like build a movement because how can you build a movement if you are stuck right here in tunnel vision and short-term focus? But that's actually another question I have written down for you here. So let's segue right into that, which is 
how has or how does having a long-term mindset play into this idea of building a movement? I know I just started Mm. to jam on it a little bit, but I would love to hear what your thoughts are around that. Well, I think at the beginning of building a movement, you're not going to see as much cash like in the beginning. And you just have to know that and be okay with that. And so in the beginning, you might have to operate a little bit more like the pirate where you're going out, you're getting the gold, you're bringing back the gold to your ship and you keep sailing the seas. And, and, but eventually you'll have to graduate to the captain. And in the captain's role, you're, you're leading and you're the one that has to be able to know, okay, do I want to operate in that way and just do cash grabs or do I want to build strong foundations? And that might mean you make a little bit of a sacrifice, but for a long-term game. Do you think that being in somebody who wants to build a movement, if you're really resonating with this idea of pulling people into something that's bigger than just the the course or the program or whatever it is, do you find that that leans best towards certain business models that have more subscription styles to them? Or do you see that this works for anything and everything that someone might be selling? I think it's for, do you see yourself doing this for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, build a movement. If genuinely you're like, I just want to build a bookkeeping business and do this for the next three years and make six figures and that's good. And like that, maybe I'll move on to something else. Then by all means, let's just sell your thing, da, 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 move on, sell the thing, move on. But if you see this being something that's long-term, then I would go with the, the movement side, but it's not set on one type of business. Yeah, there there's freedom in there for sure. I think that that's fantastic and this absolutely can work for multiple styles of business and I think it's it's good to know that there's no shame in however you answer that question of is this something that you want to see yourself doing long term or is it a few years? But it's it's good to know where you're at because then we can make informed decisions about whatever it is we're doing. But for the person who is really intrigued by this and they would love the idea of turning what they have into a movement over just, okay, I show up and post on social media, but it doesn't feel like there's this feeling behind it. How would you advise someone or what are the first steps that we can take to start putting more purpose behind what we do and start building our own movement intentionally? I would start looking for what is your vision that you have for yourself? Like, really knowing, do you have a vision for yourself where you're going? And it doesn't have to be like, I want a Lambo, a house and X amount of dollars. (laughs) It could be a feeling like it really actually can. You don't have to put it so much into words. You just have to know that you have to know in your core that where you're moving is bigger than you can even imagine. And that is enough. That's enough to know, okay, you've got something. And and again, it has the long-term mindset. You don't have to know exactly where you want your customers to go. The next piece is you casting that vision for yourself and then you going and getting it. And so the reason why I always say this in content, it's because it's the easiest way to sell. You just say you're going to do something, whatever that vision is, and then you go and do it and you document it. And you're not going to have to prove anything to anyone. Everyone will know, oh, she keeps her word. She said she's going to do that. And then she follows through. And so it's like your, your social media is like a book. It's like a piece of art just documenting your life and what you've done. And then what happens is through that experience, you'll start to realize that naturally, if you do that, you're going to start picking people up along the way. Other people are going to start watching what you're doing and they're like, wow, she's really moving. She's, she's moving towards this ultimate goal, no matter what it is, whether you want to 
become financially free and teach investing, or you want to help women heal their skin, whatever it is, they're going to watch you. And then the next piece is working on casting the vision for them. So you've done these things for yourself, whether you've healed your health or relationships. Now let me cast a vision for someone else. And this is what I see a lot of people missing or why people kind of stay stuck in the pirate ship business, regardless of how much money they're making per year. You can still scale high, but there's some there's a difference between someone that's kind of just like building the brand and selling things versus building a movement. And the movement piece, that second piece is them being able to cast the vision for other people. It's like you can tell that they're not just selling you on the coaching program because they want your money right now. You can tell that they see something in you. I always say it, Emily, I really honestly haven't found the words for it yet. Maybe I will on this podcast, but it's like this energetic substance. You can feel they've got like the juice, the sauce. Like I think about like Taylor Swift. She's got the movement. She's not just a singer. She's built a movement. Beyonce has built a movement. When they walk on stage, they have this like, oh my God, something, you're doing something bigger. So the first piece is vision for yourself, then casting the vision for other people, and then identity. And identity is an identity shift that you want your audience to go through. And a lot of people, I just made a post about this, get so stuck. What should I call my movement? And it's like, for the love of the Lord, don't you dare start with that. Because in my opinion, (laughs) the identity of the movement should be something that naturally evolves. And I always tell that story of how I try to name my identity of the movement, moving manifestors that was never going to land. Like who in the what in the butt? Like who would want to call themselves moving manifestors? Like nobody. That's terrible. But I (laughs) so anyways, don't do that. Don't try and start with the identity piece. And then the biggest piece is getting them to move for you and getting them to be like a part of it. Like we have the Swifties, like the Taylor Swiftie, like they're a part of it, the Hive and and Beyonce, like they're a part of it and getting them to go out and spread the message and the word for you, which goes back to what I was saying of give them the mic. Okay, it's not about you anymore, which also, in my opinion, if you wanted to sell a business, it would be way easier to sell this type of business because you're no longer the main face of the brand. The people in the movement are. Yeah. Okay. So I'm so curious now, did you come up with Freedom Queens or was that something that came up along the way that somebody said? So I was like moving manifestors. This is it. And I went on my IG story one day. This is early 2021. I was like, we're the moving manifestors. And I, I could not get behind it. Like I was like, this is a joke. So I stopped and I really just did what I said, those first two steps. Okay, what is your vision bridge? And then what is the vision that you have for your people? And in my program and what I embodied, which I love that you brought that up, what are you naturally good at? Freedom. I love freedom. I love rebellion. I love going against the rules. I love doing what I want to do. I jet set. I travel. I'm going to Paris on Friday. I love freedom to say what I want, wear what I want. I love free. Like you are free to create your own reality. And then I've always been obsessed with queen and royalty and this archetype. So I've just been like, whenever I work with clients, my first programs were Manifesting Freedom Academy and people loved it. And then I hosted a retreat and everyone was yelling like, when I say manifest, you say freedom. And I was just, I remember standing there going like, okay, you guys are building this. Like, I'm just like a facilitator. You're all making this. And then I would call my clients queen. I've always loved queen. I've loved the idea of, of reigning and like 
leading and pioneering, but also going into your community and going out in the field and like, let's do this together and help each other and build this strong support system. And then my clients always, this one client of mine, she would always like mock me in a funny way and wear clothes that I wore to calls. And she would always wear these white things, like these white robes. And so I just started talking about, I was like, freedom queen, we're freedom queens. And they loved it and it picked up. And then it's just like gone to where it is today. And then, but yeah, all of the pieces have come together over time from not me, but the audience and then, but me listening, you have to also listen to what they're saying to you and pick up on the different pieces. That's so important. It's so tough sometimes, I think, as the person who is the pioneer, you are the one leading it of like, you think you have to have all the answers for everything. This goes beyond just naming it. But if you can take a step back, and I love what you say about handing the mic to the people in your community and listen, you're going to get so many answers that you're looking for. I wanted to ask you to expand upon that a little bit more because I I wrote that down and underlined it because I think the idea of passing the mic is so beautiful. And I'm curious if there's ways that you intentionally do that in your community to maybe inspire some people listening of how they can pass the mic more in their own businesses. Well, I mean, one of the simplest things that you can do is do community celebrations, like for nothing, for nothing else than to make people feel important. And genuinely, like we have, we have now one once a quarter where it's every single person from every program coming in and and people get awards. Another one is inside of our monthly breakout, inside of our monthly membership calls, I like to do breakout rooms. So it's not just come ask questions, learn from me. It's let's go make, go make a friend, go meet someone, go become accountability. And then people will never forget that. They'll come into your community and make a best friend. And they're like, oh yeah, I met in so-and-so's community. They won't forget where they made that connection. Another one is something that we're working on is Freedom Queen on the ground pioneers. This hasn't come into fruition yet. Not the right timing, but something I envision is having local Freedom Queen events where people in the community are leading them for other entrepreneurs, but they're leading it themselves. So it's not based on my own methodology, but based on what their unique skill set is that they bring to the table you know, having people do like lead your accountability call or in, in just your mastermind, opening it up to other people. And I think just giving your clients permission for them to speak and them to share something because they're going to share something that you didn't even know that you need to hear for yourself and your own business. Yeah. The people in our world are so powerful if we let them connect. That's something I've learned more and more as the business continues to grow and grow. And I think it's so beautiful. And the more we can lean into the power of the community, the more it's going to grow on its own naturally. I'm curious how your business has shifted as this movement has continued to grow. Has it changed the business? Has it changed your focus? What's changed as a result? It's definitely made it easier to sell. It was harder in the beginning. It's like what I was talking about. That was a sacrifice for a long-term gain. And over time, it's become easier to sell because we've built the community. So I would notice in the last year, it's like I could drop any offer and people buy. But that wasn't the case in the beginning. In the beginning, it was like showing up all the time. Buy now. Here's the link. Finally, people would buy. Yay, celebrate. Keep going. But now as the brand and the movement has been built, people are, they're buying faster which also makes me 10x more intentional about what I sell 
And does mm-hmm. it actually go with the movement? Is it actually going forward with the identity that we have? I've also really been more careful about who I'm speaking to and making sure that you are a good fit for Freedom Queen when you're coming into different programs. Is this the perfect fit? Like, are you really going with that identity? Because it's easy to kind of cast a vision to everyone, but it's better to cast a vision for the certain type of person or the certain characteristics of someone that you're looking for. So I think it's just everything's gotten more refined as I realize, oh, this is what Freedom Queen really is about. Okay, let, let me just keep narrowing in on this. Yeah, absolutely. There definitely is a huge power that comes behind building a brand that also is a movement and just in general building a brand, something that people can believe in where it almost doesn't matter. I don't want to be flippant about this, but it does pull focus or make it easier for you to sell in the sense of you don't have to have the perfect sales page. You don't have to have the perfect words because people are already bought into what you're doing by buying into you and your movement by the time you go to sell, where it can be this incredibly powerful force. And I think a lot of times when people are looking at people who have that brand, that, that movement that they've built, it's really tough sometimes not to compare and say, well, what's wrong with me and with my brand right now that people don't immediately buy when I post a a checkout link on my stories. So I love that we're highlighting how this is what makes the difference and how you said it wasn't like this in the beginning, but it is more like this now. For somebody who wants that level of brand, like they want to have this level of movement, can we talk a little bit about what showing up looks like? And obviously it's going to be a little bit different for everybody and it's going to mean, you know, a certain number of lives or posts per week. But I feel like there's also this, maybe you'll have more words for it than me, but this this fear sometimes that holds people back from really being that version of themselves, even if, if they're ready to go. And so I suppose my question is at the intersection of how do we start to drop some of that fear so that we can actually show up as the person? And then what are some of those things that we actually have to show up and do in order to let a movement build? Well, I definitely think that the first piece is knowing how you want to show up. So when I show up, I'm buck wild. Like I like to be bizarre and dramatic and silly and funny and like, like we're going to build movements. Let's go. And, but I've seen people try and copy that. And I'm like, don't do that. You have yeah. to know, like, do you want to go live 365 days? Cause if you want to do that, I will stand behind you and be like, let's do that. But if you're someone who's like, no, I want one potent live per month. That's it. One per year. We're going to make it the best. Then let's do that. So the first piece is like, do you actually thrive on going live? Because I've had Emily, people ask me, how do you go live all the time? I'm like, how do you not go live all the time? Like I, <laughs> I live for this, like give me, like get me on. So, you know, like that, okay, that's the first piece, but really giving yourself permission to be all of you. Every single time I've fallen in love with Bridget James Ling, every single time I've said, you know what, let's be more her. Like, I know you're, you really like to speak this way. I want you to allow yourself to speak that way even more. Every time I do that, I build deeper relationships with the audience, with myself, which is so much more important than anything. And it just becomes easier to sell. And so I think a lot of people think that when they get to a certain point, that's when they can be themselves but it's the reverse. You want to be yourself, then you'll get to the certain point. And, and then mm. honestly, I don't really know for me if the fear really goes away. Like 
even before this podcast, I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be on a podcast. I'm nervous. I don't know if the fear goes away, but I think that's a piece of the journey anyways. I think it is too. The next thing I was going to ask you is how do we differentiate or do you have any advice for people on differentiating between, okay, I don't want to do this because it feels scary versus this is just natural resistance that I need to work through to let the higher version of myself lead. I would say just like being self-aware is one of the greatest money-making gifts you can have because when you're self-aware, you know what to invest in, not to invest in, what strategy, not strategy, who to work with, who not to work with. And that's just like the best money-making tip ever. Be self-aware and bird's eye view everything. And so I like to bird's eye view scary things. Like this summer, we switched our whole system to a new platform, which took so much work and so many doubts and things came up well, why would I switch? Why would I do those things? Everything was working before. Why would you change it? But the idea of what would be on the other side was bigger than the current fear that I had. The possibility of it working out outweighed the current fears. And I'm like, but what if? What if I did do this and change and go through all the hard tech things and the back end and da 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 da? What if you did do it? Would it help you in the long run? If the answer is yes, I'm like, okay. Here we go. We're going to do this. If the answer is like, you know, it's not really going to help you in the long run, I would probably look at it a little bit more closely and maybe not do it. That's a good metric. I have something similar to, I phrase it a little bit differently, but it's like, if I think of the, let's say, seven figure version of me, and let's say the fear in front of me is doing a live masterclass. Is she doing those like it's no big deal? Like, is that version of me already doing these things? She's normalized it and it's fine. And I want to be that way then if so, I better get through that fear now. Like I better move through whatever the fear is that's in front of me. If the version of myself that I'm moving towards, if she's normalized that. So I love that you have something something similar in terms of how we can start to differentiate between it. Because that is a big issue for a lot of people in the beginning is, is this actual resistance, especially if you're somebody who likes to pay attention to your energy, where you're like, is this my body telling me no? Or is this just fear? Yeah. Sometimes it's hard to differentiate when you're getting started. So I think having those reframes can be really, really important. You mentioned tech. I want to shift the conversation to as you are building your movement, as you're building your business in general, right? What are the things that you can look back now and say and give advice to others of these are the needle moving things that matter versus these are the things that really don't matter for you? Is it the tech in the beginning? Is it the sales pages? Is it the perfect branding, getting your photo shoots? Like what are the things that build your movement and what are the things that maybe they're nice to have, but you don't need them? Well, you definitely don't need branding. Like you can look crazy. I looked crazy. I'll just speak for myself. Like I looked <laughs> crazy, but what I could do was that vision piece. And so if you can cast a vision for anyone, including yourself, you can sell and you can help people get that transformation. And then when you go on the internet, it doesn't matter if you have the, like the ugliest Canva template. If you can cast a vision for someone and paint a transformation, they are going to buy. And so like, that's the first thing. Definitely. You definitely need to have your vision for you and then vision. What is the real transformation? Can you articulate in words what the transformation is for your customers? That right there, I think is one of the number one pieces that people miss is they sell like, here's the, here's the paintbrush, but people want the feeling when the painting is hung up above their dining room table and they're 
mother-in-law comes over and she compliments it. That's what we're actually selling, but people are selling the paintbrush, the branding, the sales page. So definitely the transformation, the vision, those type of things. That is really it. And then your willingness to like go buck wild and do what you want to do. And like genuinely, I think that's been one of the things that have really helped me is blinders up and not in a way of ignoring people, but like just knowing that like you're here for a reason, do what you got to do. Don't worry about what other people are doing. You have your own pathway. You get to pave it. And I think it's nice to check in and see what other people are doing. But if you just stay on your own pathway, like crazy things are going to happen inside of your, your life. That is such good advice that we all need to hear over and over again. I'm curious, are you someone who scrolls social media to connect in for inspiration or the opposite? Not really. No. For inspiration? No. For community? Yeah. I'll go on and like connect and like be like, yeah, you're amazing and like other people's stuff and build relationships. But for inspiration, my inspiration is like, I'm dancing naked in the rain with my boyfriend, or I'm like dancing to Frank Sinatra on a Friday night, or I'm like listening to church, or I'm going for a walk, or I'm talking to my mom, or I'm working with clients. Like that, that's the stuff that gets me inspired of what to create. Yeah, it is. It's having that offline life, I feel like is so important Mm. to not only building your business, but having the content to put into your business, right? Like no matter what field you're in. You need that outside inspiration. You need new ideas. You need to do things that aren't just think about the same five loops of your business that you've been thinking about over and over again. And correct me if you think differently, but I would say that's even where the movement starts. 100%. You're inspiring me right now. I'm like, I need to make some content on this because it's not people. I had someone ask me recently, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing behind the scenes? I'm like, well, I post on social media and then I sell and then I deliver. And then I go for a walk. I call my mom. I have 10 dance parties in my office. Like I'm like, (laughs) I take a nap. Like, I don't know. There's just, you, you would think that there'd be a lot, a lot, a lot going on, but it's just the compounding over time of those small few moves that bring in a lot of growth over time. Yeah. Simplicity pays off too. It's not the complicated, the most complicated business models that win. It's the ones that have the strong brand and it's easy for people to buy in and work with them. And like you said, you're just doing more of the same and it's getting bigger and bigger and snowballing and snowballing. So what is next for Freedom Queens? Well, the thing that's actually happening next is that's really big is, uh, well, our platform launch. That was huge shift this summer is launching the Freedom Queen platform where all of our programs are housed in one area and people can ascend or descend through, you know, through the different programs that they want to go through. And something that I'm really bringing up to my community this week is stepping into what the next level vision of Freedom Queen is, which is pioneering on a different scale of this really mm. is the space for the woman that she doesn't see herself doing small things on the internet, but she does see herself pioneering big, massive movements that might be disruptive or wake up the world or cause even some chaos, but she's, she's ready to ride and do that. And so there's that piece. And then on the ground, we're doing a conference next year, which I'm really excited about. I love doing events. So the conference is happening next September and people have already bought tickets, which just like blows my mind because we don't even have the dates yet. Oh my yet. gosh. 
Congratulations. That is a hallmark, a testament of how good you really have built your brand. If people are buying into something that far in advance that doesn't even have dates yet. (laughs) Or a location. I'm like, you guys, we are going next level together. That is fantastic. You reminded me of one other thing I wanted to ask you, which goes back to a social media post that you made recently that I would love to hear you jam on a little bit because I think this permission is so important for people. But it was the idea of if you're going to go climb Mount Everest, you don't want the guide that never made any mistakes. Like you want the person that knows the ins and outs of those trails. They know where to not put your footing. Like they want to know where the problems are so that they can help you save yourself from those. I would love to hear you kind of just talk a little bit more about that in this context of being the leader of a movement. Well, I think, yeah, it's, I mean, it's that piece, like you would never go on a crazy hike and hire the person that's watched one YouTube video, got their life coaching certification and sat there. You would hire the person that's like lived life. That's like experienced divorce and death and illness and pure joy and happiness and family and love. Like you would want the person that has literally been through everything and also helped other people along the way. And I think a lot of people, I've been doing these content sessions for people building movements and they're afraid to really show how incredible they are. They're afraid to show their achievements and their failures. And then I start talking with them, Emily, and I'm like, you're a genius. Like you have so much to share with your audience. Why is your last Instagram post the three steps to be happy? Like that's a terrible post that doesn't show anything of what you've done. And so it's just making me like, actually in the membership in September, we're doing a whole thing on the number one way to get visible is through telling your story. And I want to just, if anything, people come out of that, just like happier and more in love with themselves and truly love their story and what they've done. I will be complete. Do you have any content advice for people who are really struggling with that piece of it? So for the woman who's listening to this and is like, yes, I know I'm meant to lead. I know I'm meant to be a disruptor. I know I have this movement inside of me, but I don't know what the heck to post besides three tips to be happy. How do you approach content? The, the, the best one, like my best tip for going viral or just building connections with people and relationships is a, a nice old before and after. How I went from negative Nancy to positive Polly. Like give us the bad, give us all of the crap that you've went through to where you are today. Really simple. And you can do that through just like how I went from this and this to this and this. A before and after picture always does well with like a year and a year. And I mean, the reason why we think like psychology wise, the reason why these do so well is people love to see a come up. They love a hero's journey. They love to see someone go on an adventure. And then like, this is why your job is to just create an incredible adventure for yourself, no matter what you're doing, bookkeeping or life coaching. And then to just share that with your audience and it will immediately sell your services, build relationships, and people will look at you as you're the person I should buy from. Absolutely. And that one hits many different things on the head that we want to do in our content too. It's storytelling. It's showing your expertise. It's sharing your backstory so people can get to know you. It's letting people see themselves in your transformation. And the best part of it is, is it's permission to get started with you and yourself as the story even if you don't have tons and tons of client testimonials yet to bring forward and client case studies, you can be your first case study. Yeah, that's so true. 
And it's so simple and it's so easy. So everybody can leave this podcast with a good piece of content to go create right after this. Everyone has that type of post. (laughs) Everyone does. And probably more than one because we all have long backstories of how we got to be where we are today. It's probably a good week's worth at least of content for people. (laughs) Okay. Bridget, this has been fantastic. Your energy is infectious. I understand why Freedom Queens is building as a movement, and I'm so excited to continue to see how it grows and for these events to expand as you've started to talk about here. It all sounds very exciting, and I'm so just thrilled for you and where this is going, and anybody who follows you online can feel it. If people are excited and want to learn more and want to connect with you, where are the best places for them to do so? Right on Instagram, Bridget James Ling, like just come over, hang out, see what's going on. If you vibe with it and just see, see what we have going on, but just right on Instagram. Fantastic. As always, we will link it in the show notes, you guys. Bridget, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me, Emily. This was amazing. Hey, before you go, I've got two quick things for you. Number one, I want to say thank you so much for being here. It truly means the world to me that you choose to spend your time here listening to these conversations, tuning in with me, soaking up all of this information and everything that we are going through together. I cannot express how much gratitude I have for you for being here on this journey with me. With that said, number two, the second thing I have for you is I want to make sure that since you're here, you have my phone number. Seriously, I have an inner circle daily text list where every single day, Monday through Friday, I send out a positive affirmation or a journal prompt or something I've been thinking about, or even an aha moment that has completely shifted my perspective that I want to share with you too. So you can share in on everything that I am working on to grow and continue evolving and continuing to be the best version of myself. I want to share those things with you. And the best place to do it is through this inner circle daily text list. So if you want to get on this list, if you want to receive these messages from me, and again, yes, it's really me. It's coming straight from my phone. What you need to do is text the word community to my number at 213-606-3853. Again, that's the word community to my number 213-606-3853. As soon as you send me over that tax, I will send you a message back with the quick details to officially register for this inner circle daily text list. And once you are all registered, we are ready to get to texting. The messages all go straight to my phone. I see all of the replies. I look at them. I send you messages back. So it is such a great way for us to connect and continue to work on our growth together. So go ahead and shoot me that message ASAP so that we can get connected.